Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the new season information we got in the TWAB. It wasn't a lot, but there actually was some information about updates and changes that I wanted to walk through. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com, uh, and that'll bring your light into the Twitch stream. If you want to listen to these as podcast episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform if you want to listen to the entire thing. If you're wondering what's going on in the background, if you're watching the video, we all went to the farm to celebrate uh, a lot of great milestones for the Twitch channel, and we did like a picture, so it was a pretty cool moment, so I decided to do the talk with everybody in there. Um, whenever this goes live, I actually don't know when I'm going to push this out. I might push this out tomorrow morning. that would be a Saturday morning. Uh, that's going to be maybe before they do the event. If you hear this before Saturday, the June the 6th, June the 6th, Saturday at reset, you're going to want to be in the tower. That was the information I was given ahead of time. I didn't alter my predictions because I knew something. I stuck to my guns and kept saying that I think it's going to be Friday. I did say we had people in chat saying they heard rumors about Saturday. So uh, thank you for ordering some of the coffee. So if you hear this in time to make an adjustment, great. I don't know what I'm going to do with my video planning because I might do a talk and a video tomorrow because I'm going to stream on a Saturday. So I'm getting that out of the way. So what was in the TWAB is what I'm going to start with. Then I'm going to say there was no real info. And then I'm going to end by saying why I continue to think we're going to have a big year four. Okay. So the first thing that was in the TWAB, they said legendary armor ornaments uh, have been shifted that armor into aspirational content and Season of Opulence intrepid ornament sets are returning to the storefront. Some folks have made speculations about that. That came up in Q&A like why, you know, why are they doing that? Why are they doing the, you know, bringing back the intrepid uh, ornaments? Does that mean something's going on with... With, with Menagerie. I don't know, but it's mentioned there. The Season Pass is getting an additional 2300 Bright Dust added to it. Uh, Bright Dust purchases, they're going to add a flare section to the featured shaders and spawn effects. Um, the highly requested items from previous seasons will once again be available. We're looking at you, Wishes of Sorrow, and we will once again communicate Season 11 silver-only items at the beginning of the season. Uh, then they talk about the sandbox. This was probably a long time coming. People are going to complain, but this needed to happen. This is a very, very imbalanced mod in the, in the current system. Powerful Friends armor mod will no longer stack. If multiple copies of the mod are equipped, the mods will provide no bonus stats. So they basically, it's just, it's granting too much. It was an outlier. I, I think anybody that even really uh, remotely understands, you know, how this works um, th- there was no way, there was literally no way they could leave it alone. They had to, uh, they had to do that. They had to lower that one in the grand scheme of things. Um, enhanced auto rifle loader, enhanced fusion rifle loader, and enhanced bow loader armor mods now have a chance to drop from pinnacle mod sources. So some folks think that's a hint at the artifact and what things are going to get anti champion mods. I don't know if that's a clue to that, but definitely they're going to be dropping enhanced loader mods in the world. Uh, raid rewards. If you haven't gotten these yet, this might be good news for you. The following raid exotics have increased drop chances. 1000 voices anarchy always on time exotic sparrow. The drop chance begins at 10% and increases to 50% over 20 clears. According to Andrew Hops, this is not retroactive, so I don't freaking care. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm honest, I don't care. If it's not retroactive, it doesn't help me. Um, or did he say it is retroactive? Did Andrew Hops say it is or is not? I'm pretty sure he said it is not retroactive. Uh, yeah, the Taraba is also getting help from this as well. Um, it's not retroactive. Yeah, that's so I don't care. I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me. 
so I have to run it a bunch to benefit from the change like what the frick uh, not even helpful at all uh, trials rewards um, this is where things get bad I think this is a mistake I think some of the stuff that they're doing um, is actually a, a huge huge mistake uh, they're adding additional uh, material rewards to 3, 5, and 7 for masterworking stuff. That's good. Uh, they added the Trials Weekly Bounty, which is going to unlock Ingram so you can spend your token. Uh, trials tokens have been rebalanced to focus on wins 3, 5, and 7. Trials tokens are no longer awarded from match completions. They're only granted from wins and bounties. Passage of Wealth now doubles the bonus Trials tokens for 3, 5, and 7. I wholeheartedly disagree with this decision. I think this is terrible. Okay, this is a terrible decision. You're going to shove even more casuals out of the game. You're going to shove even more casuals out of the game because now you're you're taking away the win requirement, but you're making it harder for them to get their their tokens. I, this is a terrible decision. I think they should reverse this. Um, they're worried about AFK farmers. I, I don't legislate for AFK farmers. Legislate the people that are actually freaking playing the game. Um, that's th- that's my feedback. I think this is uh, that's an awful decision, uh, and it's not going to be ultimately very good. So, a lot of folks are going to hear all this and be like, "Well, that's not really any new info. We kind of knew a lot of that stuff. Why aren't we getting any new info?" Okay. First and foremost, we knew this was going to happen. I had a guy get right up my nose on YouTube on the Rageous Roundtable was like, quick doing this clickbait. They're going to tell us about the season in the TWAB. I made sure to go to his comment and I was like, this comment didn't age well. Deej told us ahead of time. He said, you will learn about the next season of Destiny 2 at the same time we talk about the next chapter that's unfolding. And they've been saying June 9th, June 9th, June 9th. That's the reveal. They've made it very, very clear that we are going to get the info about the next season and the next chapter in Destiny this coming Tuesday, an hour before reset. So... I know this is a different approach to marketing. I know some people are like, why won't you just tell us what's going on? Why don't you tell us what's happening? This is this is my feedback on that. We talked about this in the Q&A. I basically said that I prefer the mystery because they can still do the info dump on Tuesday. Okay? I prefer the mystery. You can still do the info dump on Tuesday. Let us know everything that's going on for the season, and then people can buy and be informed. You cannot order the season right now anyway. You can't pre-order the season. It's not possible. So they can still do the info dump on Tuesday. Update the website, do a trailer, show you the calendar, show you what's in the season pass. They can do all that stuff so you're an informed consumer. Having mystery leading up to that moment, I actually prefer that. I think that's cool. It's way more exciting. It's not super mechanical, um, and you know, it's 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 more of a hey, we are uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of build this story and build this hype and not just dump a bunch of stuff in your lap with info. I definitely prefer this method. I also think people need to remember that Europa is is September. We got that confirmed through Paul Tassi. Europa will not be patrollable in the summer. It'll likely maybe be a mission or just in the cutscenes. Um, the summer will be the lead up to Europa and to September. And I think the info must be significant if they're packaging it this way and they're being quiet, okay? And that's going to lead to my final section. We're going to have a big year four, okay? I think we're going to have a big year four. And let me lay, let me lay all the breadcrumbs for you 
that are leading me to this conclusion. First and foremost, more and more, I think the theory that what was being built for Destiny 3 has been folded into Destiny for September to kick off year four. I think that theory has a lot of credence. And so I'm going with that as my premise. And then that sort of reads into all the rest of these breadcrumbs. We were also told the summer was going to be like no other time in Destiny. And now we're seeing that the summer is tied to September. So the summer being tied to September and being like no other time in Destiny is another breadcrumb that tells me we are on on the precipice of a significant change and update and almost a, I would even say maybe even a relaunching of the game. Luke Smith tweets hardly ever and when he finally does, he tells he tells, you know, a pretty significant streamer in the Destiny world that you're not prepared. You are not prepared for what's coming and that's a reference to the big changes that happened in WoW and a DLC that happened there and so that's another breadcrumb that I don't think is just some offhand remark that he made. Uh, the very different marketing approach to me is another breadcrumb leading me to this conclusion. They've never really done marketing like this before. They very much have been doing the here's the info, here's the trailer, here's the calendar, now come by and the fact that they're linking these two things together in the marketing, but not just linking them together, being mysterious about it, to me means they got to keep things tight and close to the chest. They can't let it all out at the same time. They are significantly hitting the weapon pool. This is another big breadcrumb in support of my theory here. They're really nailing the weapon pool. They're do, they're being pretty severe with the sun setting. They're hitting it very, very hard, creating a significant amount of vacancies. When you consider all of these things I just outlined, all of these vacancies in the loot pool that they're creating, Luke Smith's tweet, the summer being like no other time, the D3 theory that like what we're getting is, is basically what they were going to give us for D3, and that you know they're connecting they're connecting what we're about to do with September is again another breadcrumb it's a full realization of the the single evolving world the the single story being told and moving forward at the vision of Luke Smith's leadership so when i look at all of this and then i look at a twab it's kind of light I'm not concerned. Now, I know some people read the TWAB and they're like, there's like nothing in there about tuning or patch notes or, oh, they're doing something to Antius, but it's not going to be for like a week or something. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get bent out of shape about that. I'm going to wait and read the patch notes on Tuesday. I don't think every TWAB before a season needs to be like 85 bullet points of changes. I think that can get kind of absurd anyway. I don't think they're wanting to clutter up the mystery. If you want my theory as to why they didn't do too much bullet point patch note information, sometimes they give you like a preview of the patch notes, not the patch notes, they give you like a preview. I think they wanted to maintain the mystery. It's hard to maintain the mystery when you get really clinical and really data data centered and data centric. And I think they're trying to maintain that. So I do believe there probably will be some sandbox changes and some tweaks and some adjustments. We'll get those patch notes soon, but I don't think they wanted to really really muddle up everything because there's an there's a live event happening and then there's a there's a reveal happening and i think that's what they want people focusing on so uh you can stick around for q a if you're listening to the full episode and if you're here right now don't go anywhere if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that went with my video about the new season information from the TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. I am usually live when these hit the feeds, Monday through Friday, streaming and doing these talks and Q&A sessions. If you want to listen to these as entire podcast episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms that you use. It should be there. You can listen to the current and past episodes. I appreciate all the support there. YouTube, thanks for the like, the shares, the subscribes, and hitting the bell button. Y'all are the best. We're going to jump right in. We have been doing Q&A before the talk, and we have been filtering to help Q&A quality go up. We've been getting good response on YouTube to that, and I appreciate everybody being patient as we experiment. There are 3,300 people in my stream right now, and uh, we're doing our very best to improve quality and wrestle it to the ground. A live environment Q&A with this many people is tough, and my, the mods have been excellent, and chat has been excellent in bringing this forward and making the value uh, go up in the midst of just the chaos of growth. First question from Guardian777. Instead of weapons, crafting, or forging, uh, would you like to see a system that allows us to infuse the same gun to merge perks one into the other? Th- this has been thrown around, I think, since Taken King, the idea of like, oh, wh- let me infuse the perks. Let me infuse the perks. My biggest concern here is there's a limit on how much control you can give a player. If you give a player too much control, you can trivialize pursuit because they're basically... They're making a god roll. So let's say the dire promise drops and you like it, but it's missing overflow. And then another gun drops just randomly. Some piece of trash drops with overflow and you can infuse overflow. To me, I really think that just trivializes loot pursuit. I think there are better ways to empower players to get the weapons they want. I've continued to say there are two knobs to turn, generosity and intentionality. So the more agency you have as a player to target farm something, and the more often you can get it to drop from generosity, the better empowered you are to get the loot that you want. I think that's that's better for player excitement and loyalty and that pursuit feeling awesome and fun and exciting as opposed to it being so transactional. Oh, finally got a piece of trash weapon with overflow and you infuse it in. That's too close to weapon crafting. I think your idea is good, but I don't want it in the game. I think it's a threat to pursuit. So it's not that it's a bad idea. I don't think it squares with weapon pursuit. And they've talked about weapon pursuit a lot. They've talked about increasing our targeted farming abilities with the redacted engram. They've talked about, uh, they've been actually very generous with drop rates of weapons and things like that. So I don't think we need to start adding stuff like this. Mr. Bald Beast. Have you considered the teaser we were showed was showing the drifter not staying in the tower? This question gets asked a lot. I don't think this is like a hyper focus we need to have right now. Like, oh, the drifter won't be in the tower anymore. Generally speaking, the NPCs go and do stuff and then come back. It's not like, you know, during the narrative and during the main story, you know, Zavala and Kate are just periodically not in the tower because they're they're off running missions. So he'll likely still be in the tower unless he's setting up shop somewhere else and eventually we end up on Europa. Europa will not be patrollable this summer. That doesn't mean that we're not trying to like set it up as a patrol space. Same thing with Eris Morn. Like I don't think they're gonna rip Eris Morn off the moon and and shut down her entire source of stuff. Now maybe in September that happens. They just uproot those people, put them elsewhere, and those pursuits change and get adjusted because it's almost like a new game in September. That's the theory kind of going. It'll feel like a new game. Um, I don't think in the summer they're gonna do that though. 
Aiden uh, Watson. How do you feel about the majority of the content in the game essentially being rendered useless? Menagerie, Black Armor. Black Armory. I touched on this in my video. Was it my Destiny 3 Theories video? I'm going to touch on it in this video as well, outlining all the reasons why I think September will be so big. This is one of the reasons. Uh, they're hitting the loot pool pretty hard. They're hitting, they're hitting loot pools and activities that they don't need to. They don't need to do that to the Menagerie or Reckoning or you know, Black Army, any of those places. They don't need to do that, but they are. Meaning they will likely have something to fill that vacancy. That That's that's my thought on it. Reinvigorating core activities, reinvigorating those places and spaces. I would I would say that's, that's tied to my theory is why September will be so big. Bungie swinging very hard at a lot of systems and a lot of loot pools, and I don't think they would do that if they didn't have something to fill it. Uh, the Cabal on Mars. The power system in D2 can make certain activities such as ordeals very easy, even though they're supposed to be endgame content. How do you think Bungie could change the artifact or system to not make us too powerful? I don't agree with this take for a couple of reasons. The ordeal has a aspirational level, and then it has like a super aspirational level. So the 1030, not a lot of people can even go in there without the artifact. Not a lot of people can even go in there even with the artifact. They're just not high level enough. And then beyond that, there's the contest modifier Grandmaster Nightfall. So I don't agree with your take. I believe they've already done this to a certain degree. If you really don't feel like you're being challenged, then go run a Grandmaster. And I don't think you can say what you're saying in this question. I think you're 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 positing something that is false. Like you, no one's going into Grandmasters and being like, "This is a joke because of the artifact contest modifier keeps that from being true." Um, I happen to think the way they're making the content challenging or hard, it, I, that to me is the wrong way to do it. And I've talked about that a lot, so I don't want to beat that dead horse. I would prefer less negative modifiers, some positive modifiers that push us towards certain builds, and then let the chips fall where they may. You got a really steep you know, power delta. You would still have negative modifiers, but you would have some to make you feel powerful. I've continued to say, if I was in charge of the end game, the motto I would instill in my teams would be, the enemies are really, really strong, but so are the guardians. And it doesn't feel that way when they go this route. It's the enemies are really, really strong. So figure out how to hide and survive. Like, I, I don't think that's a good crescendo for folks who have min maxed and built themselves out as, as much as possible. It does not feel like a good capstone to PVE. So, and I know people disagree with me on that, but I would, I would wager to say we're going to see changes to grandmasters, you know, in September. I don't think that ship has sailed. I don't think that's how they think that content should land complete. Um, So, Bungie has tweeted a new tweet. Uh, Let us see what it is. Rasputin is at full power. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, we take aim at the Almighty. There you go. There you go. Um, Now you know what I know. Now you know what I know, okay? Be in the tower Saturday at reset chat. Be in the tower tomorrow at reset, okay? Now you know what I know. That's all I knew. I knew that something was going to happen and they wanted people to be in the tower at reset on Saturday. There you go. 
I didn't alter my theory. I didn't start trying to make myself right. I continued to say it was going to be Friday. I stuck to my original theory. I was not going to be like, you know, I suddenly think it's Saturday. So there you go, chat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rasputin is at full power. Um, all right. Now you know. That's it. I don't know anything else. I don't know anything about the next season or the stranger or blah, blah, blah. All right. You said Saturday? No. I had been saying Friday, and I said that somebody in chat, Fat Hotshot, had said he heard Saturday. There were rumors floating around it's about Saturday. I continued to say Friday. I continued to say Friday. I did not alter my prediction. Um, so, that's my answer about Endgame Power Delta and Endgame Challenge. If you guys are coming in to tell me about Twitter, I already retweeted it. Now you guys know what I know. Be in the tower tomorrow at reset. Okay? And I will be streaming. <laughs> I will be streaming. Uh, Ness, can Bungie benefit from going back to the D1 weapon system, upgrade system? If not, what we could change about the current system? We've talked about this almost every Q&A, and I'll, I'll continue to call that idea a terrible one. Going back to the, the upgrade system where you get the gun and none of the perks work, and you got to use it a bunch or dump a bunch of currency into the gun. It's a terrible idea, okay? I... I would even not you Ness, but I would even go so far as to say it's a stupid idea. Like it doesn't ma- it doesn't line up with the game right now. The game is not in a place for that. Um, people wanted really expensive and currency laden infusion, and everybody hated it. And it's been pretty much eradicated from the game. Okay, that sentimentality is coming from the same people that said we needed costly infusion, and that always oh, should go back to the weapon upgrade system. It's a stupid idea, and it doesn't square with the game. Okay. Um. So. The way that they've the way that they've set the game rate up now, you can't do that. You can't like lock, uh, you can't lock. I already retweeted that tweet, guys. You can't lock people out of perks the minute they get a gun. Um, that's 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 awful. Uh, it's just like costly infusion. I've continued to say you're trying to take end game end game hardcore player behavior and you're trying to shove it into the bottom rung of the game. Costly infusion, slow leveling, and making people spend currency to use perks on a gun. All of that is, I play for six hours a day, and they're shoving that player behavior down into the the, the main bottom rung of the game, and it's a terrible idea. Conversely, you can't let casuals shove their player behavior into the top of the game. Oh, we should get matchmaking in an easier version of the raid, or we should get matchmaking in... uh, we should get matchmaking in trials. Uh, it, no, like I don't want casuals dragging their player preferences up into the hardcore echelons and the hardcore echelons can't drag their player preferences down to the bottom. They simply can't do that. I don't think it's good for the game. That sentimentality has continued to be eroded from the game. Costly infusion is not a thing anymore. Leveling has been streamlined significantly. I think they're going to make even more leveling changes in September to continue to streamline the experience. So when someone argues from that sentimentality, their their viewpoint of the game at that point has been made pretty much irrelevant. I think their voice is mute in the conversation because they made their input, they had their influence over the game, and it's been er- it's been eroded and removed from the game for the past year and a half. So. That vantage point is, I just don't think squares with the game. Anybody who's been playing the game actively, Shadowkeep, Season of Dawn, and this season, anybody who's been playing 
would know that that doesn't square with what we're doing right now. The way we acquire weapons, the generosity, the, the, the player agency doesn't square with being like, oh, you can't use the perks until you level the gun up. I, I think some of these some of these opinions are coming from folks that like basically don't play the game right now. They kind of want to go back to the hardcore 10 hour day grind version of Destiny, which was D1 and there was nothing to do. So of course that was what you did. Like there was no content. Like that was basically the content was running Relic Iron Farm on Mars like that's not content that's you running in a freaking circle and holding down X that's not a strike that's not a content loop that's not a loot drop that's not a content loop right it's the it's the opposite so and yes guys we have seen the Bungie tweet we've seen it I retweeted it you're going to want to be in the tower tomorrow on Saturday at reset I will be streaming uh Dami how could new archetypes help changing up the feel of the game similar to Martyr's Grenade Launcher this is where I want to be careful because we always want new things, but I think there's so many, there's so many archetypes that, that, uh, that need help. I, this is like when people are like, well, what about new exotics? What about new exotics? I'm kind of like, I'm fine with new exotics, but maybe make some of the exotics that nobody uses better. Maybe help some of the archetypes that no one's touching um, first. You know what I'm saying? I would love legendary trace rifles. I would love raid, um, I'm sorry, uh, rail fusion rifles, like the rail gun from Quake. I would love that. I think that'd be awesome, but maybe they should focus on making like 140... Uh, I'm sorry, 110, 180 hand cannons not be terrible. Uh, maybe make auto rifles more viable in PvE. Maybe make scouts more viable in PvE. Um, I think they would need to do work on existing archetypes and existing weapons before just like, oh, hey, we added new archetypes. Listen, I love Martyr's Retribution. I do. I absolutely love it. But there's a lot of archetypes right now that need love. So... I'm not against your idea. I think priority-wise, they need to fix some of the current archetypes that are very, very ignored. Um, What's the question in chat? I don't know if you have an answer to this, but what happens to those that aren't available to be at work at that time? Listen, it's more than likely a live event. If you're not in the tower when this happens, you're going to miss it. So try to get to a place where you can watch a stream. These kind of things... You're, it's a double-edged blade. If they don't do a live event, it's less exciting. It's just a cutscene when you go to the tower and then everybody gets to experience it. If it's a live event, then it's it's cooler. It's a, You have to be there. It's literally happening at that moment. But the other side of that blade is that some people miss out. Like It's it's a double-edged blade either way you slice it. If you slice in this direction, it's like, it's a cutscene. Just go to the tower. Well, I mean, that's not as exciting. Anybody can do that at any point in time, Right. But the, the, the one side of the blade is, well, everybody gets to experience it. When you slice it this way, it's like, ooh, it's really exciting. It's, it's only happening at this exact moment. It's literally a live event. But the other side of that blade is some people miss out. So. Uh, Death Bobcat. What could Bungie do to make rocket launchers more viable in the endgame? Would a buff to impact casing or cluster bomb be helpful? I should have probably deleted this one. I deleted a lot of questions like this, like, how could they make these guns better? I don't like going down these these rabbit holes in Q&A too often, because it's 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 a pretty big uh, it's a pretty big question. In general, I will give you a flyover. Rockets are too slow uh, and they miss too much to be a DPS competitor. They are too slow and they miss too much to be a DPS competitor. If you can solve those problems or mitigate some of those problems, you might make them a DPS competitor. 
They need to do more damage, they need to miss less, and they need to be a little bit more agile. They are clunky as frick, they reload super slow. If you miss one rocket, you have murdered your DPS. DPS is damage per second. So, imagine seven rockets hit, and then you measure how long it took you to shoot those, that's your damage per second. In that equation, the slowness of the weapon is already hurting the damage per second. It's going to take you more seconds to empty the rocket than a lot of the other heavies in the game. So you have you have an uh, you have a slowness problem. Now, add the other problem. If you miss one rocket out of the 7, you've now absolutely murdered your damage per second. There's a giant vacancy in the in the report that you're trying to run. You're trying to like measure it, right? I I think that it, that those are the two things that primarily need to be addressed. I don't know how they address it. I'm just trying to pinpoint this is the pain. Try to solve the pain, you know? Now, listen, I know people are getting upset about the live event thing. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Are you ready? Everybody likes being told why they're wrong, okay? <laughs> Everybody likes to be told why they're wrong. If you would prefer it just be a cutscene, going to the tower and getting a cutscene, you can watch a VOD or a YouTube video, and it's, a, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. You don't have to be there to watch it. You can literally watch it on YouTube or a Twitch stream. That's no different than booting up the game and watching a cutscene. It, it's literally a video. It's it's literally a video. So, you skipped 37? Oh, number 7? Oh, I'm sorry. Alan says stop. With the removal of tokens on, uh, on losses in trials, do you think this is going to hurt the already dwindling player engagement of the mode. I am actually going to address this in the video. I am worried about that change. No tokens for losses is a mistake. I don't think that's the right choice. (laughs) You're trying, you're trying to help casuals and then you're like smacking them at the same time. It's like, hey, we, we removed the win requirement. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, but now I don't even get tokens for a loss. What the frick? Like, what? <laughs> so, now, so now you've slowed my earn rate of tokens as a casual player. Like, it, it, it's, it's... What? I'm so baffled. Why do you guys not get it? You don't get the funnel needs to be wide open. And then it gets narrow at the top. Way more stuff for 3, 5, and 7. Way more stuff in Flawless. It's freaking simple. It's so simple. Fill the funnel. You're not filling the funnel if you tell casuals, hey, we removed the win requirement so you can get your loot now and spend your tokens, but you're going to net less tokens. What? Why? Why are you concerned about this? Just just get people in the playlist. Just get people in the playlist. That's what you need to do. Listen, I'm telling you right now, I haven't done the video yet. I'll probably end up doing it once the next season's up and running. I think trials should have been put on hold for the summer. It's become a blemish on the franchise. It's not in a good place. It highlights cheating. It These changes don't sound like they're going to help to prevent AFK farming. That, oh... AFK farming is their responsibility to rectify. You have now taken tokens out of the hands of honest casual players because you're worried about AFK farmers. Just like stop legislating to people like that. They are like, why? Why are we legislating to that? That's not that's they're not the focus. The focus are the people that are actually playing and you just made it less appealing for them. 
It's a bad decision. They need to I, they need to reverse it. I, don't do that. Tokens for a loss needs to continue. You need a consolation prize for losers because they're not even going flawless. Like, I, I don't want to get too fired up about it. But dadgummit, man, Trials is just falling on its face. And I feel like they're like, all right, get back up, right? Let's brush you off. Okay, and then you like reach down and tie their shoes together. All right, go. Go on. Boom, and it's just going to fall flat on its face again. It's like uh, one of the primary, one of the primary problems is that you don't have enough people in the lower hemisphere playing. It's gotten sweaty. Casuals have abandoned the player pool, and you're not helping by saying, "We've removed the win requirement." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but you're going to get less tokens now. What? What the frick? What? You should get more for winning games. I've always said that. I've always said that. Games 4, 5, 6, and 7, okay? Games 4, 5, 6, and 7 should give you more tokens even if you lose than games 1, 2, and 3. Why would you do that? Because you make it a no-brainer. Good teams, average teams, mediocre teams are not going to reset their cards, because they're going to have a net loss when they do that. You make that a stupid decision. You design it in a way that it's literally dumb to reset your card at three. You're like, no. Four, five, six, and seven is automatically better even if we lose and we end our card on games four, five, and six. It doesn't matter. We, we, we're going we're gonna to press on. That's... Uh, that's what you do and then games one two and three can just give tokens to people win or loss obviously more for a win and then that makes people play they're like here we go why why would i not play i'm just i'm just getting tokens this is cool this is casual i don't have to sweat it i don't have to get upset or angry gonna wait to see how many tokens you get from three five and seven in the bounty yeah i guess i guys i've seen the tweet i retweeted it um, if it's if it's a tweet that's older than five minutes, I have seen it. I appreciate you guys trying to draw my attention to it, but you're just kind of spamming chat about it. I ha- I have seen the tweet. <laughs> this is what I knew. Uh, you now know what I know. All right, you now know what I know. Be in the tower tomorrow on Saturday at reset. DJ, uh, what are your thoughts on the Antius Ward nerf? However slight it is, um, they. They're, they did this with One-Eyed Mask, okay? One-Eyed Mask became a problem. One-Eyed Mask became a problem, and it it turned into, like, this overarching dialogue um, in about an hour. The, and so they slowly reined it in. And I gotta say, I actually think they did a good job with One-Eyed Mask, okay? Uh... They did a good job with One-Eyed Mask. They didn't murder it, okay? They did not murder One-Eyed Mask. So, I think that's what's happening with Antius. They don't want to murder it. It's it's an exotic, and it needs to retain some of its exotic property. And so, they're kind of like, they're kind of like hitting it to be like, okay, well, if we bruise it, is this going to be enough to weaken it? And they're just kind of giving a little hit on the side. And I think more than likely they'll do it again uh, later on. 
One-Eyed Mask wasn't nerfed, it was murdered. No, it was not. I I literally had top 10 footage of Frosty using One-Eyed Mask in Trials. That thing still is very strong and very helpful. It literally kept him alive and he won a 3v1 because of it. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) One-Eyed Mask is still strong. Uh, (laughs) In their right hands. In their right hands. So Antius Ward, I think they're hitting it. And they're saying, okay, boom. Okay, is this enough? Uh, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to murder it. So I actually think they did a great job with one-eyed mask. It's still a great, it's still a great exotic. It still has influence, but it's not ruining matches. It's not ruining fights. Antius Ward is literally a rock, paper, scissors. Like the way I've described why Antius Ward is so broken, um, ever since, ever since Destiny 1, there is a choke point shotgun slide fight meta okay that's a mouthful there's a choke point slide shotgun meta that that exists in destiny you know as a good player how to control a choke point with shotgun sliding that's why people go for shotguns with slide shot okay and antius wards literally gives iframes like you you slide in and you're invincible that's stupid like you're winning a fight not with skill or aim an exotic is basically turning you into a, like a millisecond god like it's it's so dumb it it completely disrupts a significant and rhythmic piece of combat that form of combat it's rhythmic it's happening all the time all throughout the match, map control and choke point control, that is something that happens. And Antius Wards just goes right in the middle of that and just screws the whole the whole balance of that up. It's it's not it, it is a, it is a broken it is a broken exotic, all right? I I know people are like, "Oh, it's not broken, it's not broken. Exotic should be strong." When an exotic completely disrupts an entire form of fighting in the game, that's a problem. Not only iframes, you can damage opponents and you get super energy, right? Like, really just take a minute and read what he's saying. It's not just frames of invincibility. Like, there's literally frames of time where you are invincible. You can damage the opponent because they shoot at you while you're doing it, and you get super energy. It's like... It's like Scories had a baby and like snuck it into the game and they called it Antius Wars. You remember Scories? Gee, many freaking Christmas. That's free super energy. You win every 1v1 you slide in. Yeah, it's dumb. It turns it turns it into rock, paper, scissors. You're like, oh, they ran Antius Wards, I lose. You know? Like rock beats scissors. I mean, come on. New Ford Order. Do you have any thoughts on the recent speculation that Bungie may be moving away from the numbering system? I think folks are uh, reaching. Okay, they're reaching. Oh, they don't have the two next to the symbol. When you go to the bungie.net reveal website, it literally has the symbol without the two, and then right below it, it says, tune in for the reveal of the next chapter of Destiny 2. If, it th- if, if on that splash page it said, tune in for the next chapter of Destiny, I'd be like, okay, there's some credence to what you're saying. But because it literally says on the same screen that they don't have the two next to the little icon, right? Uh, <laughs> it literally says tune in for the next chapter of Destiny Two. Um, so th- that to me, that to me, editing mistake. Come on, Dupless. See what I'm saying? You're reaching. You are reaching. It's not an editing mistake. They're. N- I don't think they're dropping the number. You know. It. Listen. If they're trying, 
right? If they're uh, if they're trying to 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 fix Destiny and to make Destiny better, okay, that's their goal. I think the last thing they should do right now is confuse people. You do not want the runway of whatever is landing in September to get muddled by people being like, wait, I don't understand. Is this Destiny 2? Is it a new game? What's happening? Well, I don't understand. Why does it not have the 2? You're just going to confuse everybody. (laughs) Uh, You're you're just going to confuse everybody. So... I don't think this is the time for it. Do I think long term they might do this? They might be like, yeah, we're dropping the two. We're just going to call it Destiny. Um, I'll say maybe. Presently, I see no evidence for it and I see no reason to do it. I see reasons to not do it. I see reasons to avoid doing it because, again, to me, you know, to me, they're, they've made it very, very clear that they're con- continuing to call it two on the website, and I don't think they want to confuse their marketing or messaging going into September. It's why, because people are like, oh, they would c- just call it Destiny and then just call it by the DLC. Like, if the DLC is truly called Stardust, it would just be Destiny, Stardust. People are like, well, I, don't, I don't understand. Why is, it, is this Destiny 2? Is this an expansion? Is this a new game? And then everyone's confused. It's so much clearer to be like, Destiny 2, Stardust. Oh, it's an expansion and then you're off to the races it, you don't have to explain it to everybody uh, I missed a bunch of resubs Ramses uh, with 6 months 3 months from Grit Grape with 100 bits 39 months from Gamer Jesus and Juicebox with uh, with 32 months Um, let's see here hang on I, I'm trying to get back to my timer there it is next question from BB Bay how have the introduction of champions changed the internal narratives of Nightfall Strikes as well as the overarching narrative of the game? Uh, what can Bungie do to make the champions have more impact from a story perspective? I don't feel like they've impacted it at all, homie. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like going in the game. There's no dialogue. There's no dialogue about it. Um, that sub count's ridiculous. Uh, th- there's no dialogue about champions. I don't think they really ever say anything about it. It's a co- it's a combat. It's a combat decision. They're adding layers to the combat. So I just think they need to do. Uh, I I think they just need to consider doing more with freedom of where they can go on primaries and put in like more on secondaries and heavies. I love having like overload on a sword. That was like a cool change. I would do that. I would make it a little bit easier for me just to use whatever primary I want. I've even considered having two slots. You could have like two. I, I, if a gun could run anti-barrier and unstoppable and you like hold down X to toggle, that would be like a really good change. That adds more layers to the combat. That gives Bungie credence to say, hey, we're going to put way more champions in the game because you now have a whole lot more freedom of equipping yourself with champion mods. That's more layers to the combat. That's more layers to um, your decision making in your loadout. So, uh, big huge. Should we expect every other expansion to be shadow keep size since the new expansion was supposed to be D3? It, these types of questions, I'm not really fond of answering them because I generally don't know where people are right now. I've been trying to say that, you know, September will be big, but I don't try to like overstate it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so, it's going to be 18 planets and blah, 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 blah. I've just continued to say, I think it's going to be substantive. I think it's going to affect significant portions of the game. It's going to feel 
it's going to feel like a new game. Will it be the size of a new game? Probably not. Will it have an impact on the existing game so that it feels like a reset and a restart? I, I think so. I think so. And I just, I, I'm going to talk about that in my video. I'm going to, I'm going to lay out all the breadcrumbs as to why I think that. So, uh, Gandalf having now seen Bungie do reveals in many different ways from spilling all the beans to now nothing. What has been your preferred reveal method? I love the mystery. I think it's cooler and I'll tell you why it's probably even arguably better. They can still do the data dump. They can still do the info drop. Like, having mystery doesn't restrict them from saying, hey, now the season's off to a great start. Here's the website. Here's the the season pass schedule. The calendar. Season pass rewards. Here's all the bullet points. You know? They, listen, they can still do the info drop. Being mysterious the way they are now doesn't actually restrict them from doing an info drop. The info drop... Thank you for ordering some Rageless Roast coffee. The info drop actually prevents them from having any mystery. It's like, oh, yep, there it all is. You know, I think there's two extremes. And the extreme, and this is the example I've given. When they did the Game Informer spread before Rise of Iron, and we saw literally the, the full sets of armor for Wrath of the Machine, that was awful. I was actually, like, angry about that. I covered it, and as I was covering it, I was like, I wish they wouldn't have done this, okay? Contrast that to now. I think now is the better and more preferred and I would say even maybe the perfect way to market. Mystery, trickle the excitement, get us hyped up, everything starts, and then you can info drop after the fact. You can always info drop after the fact. Hey, now that the season's out, you can actually buy it. Here's all the info before you make your purchase. You can't even actually buy the season right now. You can't. You can't buy the new season right now. It's not possible. So you don't even need info. You don't need any right now. It's not you, It's not a purchase you can make. So. And I know other people might disagree with me, but I don't think there's a very strong ground to disagree. Why do you need the information right now? Why? What's it do for you? If you get the information Tuesday, you are an informed consumer and can purchase if you will. Knowing a week ahead of time does nothing. Like, it doesn't do anything. Other than create more like clinical mechanistic hype like I think this is more organically driven and that's why I like it it feels more natural we're just genuinely getting excited about the game I mean I had a guy rip me up on YouTube he's like after this season was so bad we're all drooling because they put something in the tower and release some trailers have some integrity I was like shut the frick up wait shut the frick up get out of my comments you douchewagon like I'm allowed to get excited I love the game you're commenting on a game with passion and anger. That tells me you, you, you've been playing it for a long time. And if you've been playing it for a long time, you're just as invested as I am. So, of course I'm excited. It looks cool. It looks like we're going to get some dope stuff. Every video I released this season has been negative and critical. I took the freaking gloves off. I was like, man, you guys bumbled and fumbled this season. But they start releasing hints and clues and it's looking like it's going to be awesome. Of course I'm going to be excited. What do you want me to do? Cross my arms and be another Destiny Karen? Well, well, in light of this season, I just don't trust Bungie to do anything good. <laughs> like, let me make 10 minute videos doing that. Get the frick out of my comments. You know, like, this is what we do. This is what we do. We get excited. There, sometimes there's disappointing seasons. Sometimes there's better seasons. Acting like I don't have integrity 
because I'm excited that there's new stuff coming and it includes Eris and Europa and the Drifter. Get, seriously, get out of here. These Destiny Karens. Uh, Tyranch. What are your thoughts on the removal of legendary lost sectors? It feels like a waste to remove a change they made to such a stale system uh, The games uh, of the game after only a single season. Well, long term, they're not going to be doing this uh, as quickly anymore. They said, you know, in year four, stuff's going to stick around for the year. Also consider it was a good, it, I think it was a really, really good uh, experiment. Take an existing, you know, uh, core activity that's not touched and try to do something to make it worthwhile. So th- this doesn't mean legendary lost sectors are gone for forever. Legendary lost sectors could be a nice, you know, appetizer side piece to the meal every season. They just rotate some legendary lost sectors in and it's attached to some form of grind. It's, I think I think it actually was a good experiment, and I also think we're operating under the year three, three rules. The year three rules are if if we put something in, it has to come out. The year four rules are if we put something in, it lasts for a year. So, Guido shot first. With the story becoming more important to Bungie and Destiny 2 over the last year, how do you tie up so many story loose ends? Does this almost have to result in a massive content drop between the summer and the fall? This is a little too speculative about what they have to do. Bungie can sit on a story thread for forever. I mean, Savathun, we've gotten, you know, the morsels of Savathun mentions. You know, nothing. Right? So... I, they don't have they're not they don't have to tie anything up on any particular timeline um, it's been one disappointment after another since forsaken disagree uh, throwing the cheating in the glitches I mean you sound like a PvP player I disagree with you I disagree Shadowkeep and dawn opulence those were all great times in the game whenever somebody creates this broad brush all-encompassing statement I generally think your position's just naturally weak you can't substantiate it. You cannot substantiate that since Forsaken, it's been nothing but disappointment after disappointment. I don't think that's a substantiatable position. You can't back that up. So Black Armory, you hated it. Opulence, hated it. Shadowkeep, hated it. Dawn, hated it. It sounds like all you do is play PvP. That's not a fair judgment of Bungie's decision-making as a whole. PvP, sure, you've gotten very little, and then Trials landed and fell on its face. Gotcha. But that's not an indictment of the entire game since Forsaken. Shadowkeep was nowhere near Forsaken. Again, I disagree that it was a giant disappointment after another disappointment after another disappointment. It's, it's, again, it's too broad. To make broad claims, you need, like, a broad argument. Like, what's your argumentation? Like, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with you. If you've been disappointed by all the content up to now, why are you paying attention? What, what's it matter to you? If it's been that disappointing... I, go play something else and I, and I know people always hear me say that and they're like this guy just disregards criticism and says go play another game no if it's been that bad for that long why are you playing that's my point and then you're like oh but I have been playing and thus and so season wasn't so bad oh, oh okay okay then you just admitted that it hasn't been nothing but disappointment after disappointment after disappointment by your own activity in the game you just did this big hyperbolic grandstanding statement to back up your cynicism. And it's not a substantiatable position because you have been playing. You have been chasing loot. 
If it has been that awful, then why would you be still playing or paying attention? I think that's a valid question for me to take. If it has been so bad, if it has fallen down the stairs so far for you, then why play? You know? That's not me saying, if you have criticisms, just go play something else. I'm saying, if your criticism is so far-reaching, and the game has fallen so far from grace, why have you not moved on? This season was a strikeout. They didn't get anybody on base. They got no they got no home runs. We said that we used this analogy yesterday. They had good story, that guy got on base, and then Warmind Cells got on base and they were left stranded out there. Everything else struck out. The content loop strikeout. Trials strikeout. The 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 the, the crescendo of the content loop, how they ended it all. The the, the Fellwinter's quest strikeout. So all the cool story elements in the Warmind cells just got stranded on base and didn't get to come home and be a home run. But that doesn't mean that we it, that the game has sucked or been dis- a disappointment since Forsaken. That's just too big. That's too big of a statement to make. You're allowed to not like the game, but when somebody makes such a grandstanding position, I'm like, well, why are you even paying attention then? Like, if I fell that much out of love with the game, I wouldn't be hanging around talking about it or looking forward to anything. I'd have moved on. I'd have been like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. That's exactly what I did with Fortnite. Fortnite was nothing but update after update after update that I felt like just smacked average to above average, decently skilled players right in the face. They've done nothing but disrespect their more skilled players in an effort to continue to capture the thumbless, you know, V-Buck buyers, right? That's what they care about. They care about the thumbless V-Buck buyers. No offense, that's their target audience. It's a revenue cash cow, okay? And I got so sick of it, I don't play Fortnite anymore. I don't pay attention to their updates. I don't read their notes, their patch notes. I don't give a frick what season they're in. I don't care that Deadpool is on a boat. I don't care. Why? Because it sucks. To me, the game has fallen all the way down the, to the stairs. It face planted. Just do, 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 do. Game sucks. Don't like it. All I do is get angry. I'm moving on. I'm out. Right? And as a super, like, not hyper-competitive guy, I've fallen more in love with Valorant because Valorant respects my 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 progress. Oh, you've gotten better. You're going to feel that in the game. We're not going to uproot that because we want people to buy skins. So... If you've fallen that far down the stairs of Destiny, I never understand why people continue to play. And that the reason I'm making this point is, I think you're being inconsistent. I think you have played, right? I think you have played. I think you have been playing in the seasons and getting guns and having fun, but you when disappointment hits a fever pitch like it did this season people tend to overstate their case because they're very upset it's understandable to be upset this season i just think it drives people to exaggeration you know what did val what did valiant say that's the worst pitch to shoutcast a game ever i mean i i i i'm probably never really going to get to shoutcast that game in any significant way with epic they've chosen their 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 list of folks and I think everything I said was totally valid. I, I, I got to a place where I thought the game was awful and it disrespected all of my investment in practice and I don't play games that do that. You know, I, I don't. You're, you're catering to people. You're not catering to me, so why should I give you my time and attention? Uh, Ginger 300. In the TWAB, they specifically mentioned that controller remapping is for gameplay actions that will be coming to Destiny next season. Do you think that they could be they could realistically add a new gameplay mechanic in a ten dollar season or more in the fall? Well, um, 
it depends it depends because a gameplay mechanic change isn't necessarily substantive content and what i mean by that is this um they have added guns that do things like osmosis in a season that's a new mechanic that's a new thing that you can do but it's not like a bunch of substantive content it's just like a perk so they could they could they could clearly add a mechanic where you're doing you know long taps double taps or whatever holds they were describing on the buttons they could add something like that so that you can that something new lands in the game eagle says i thought it meant that to go reread it that's a misread oh you think that's a misread of the update i actually didn't really read the the, the, the button remapping um very uh, closely <laughs> I didn't, it didn't interest me I was like, oh cool, that's nice and then I moved on Man of Coal with the information about all the customization options for controller users as well as UI changes previously coming from the TWAB are we being set up for potential crossplay in the future? so this is related to the last question I think this is slightly a, a slight non sec a slight non sequitur non sequitur means it does not follow so you saying oh they're making changes to controller and UI it does not naturally follow that we get cross play I don't necessarily think these are super logically connected are they su- are they like tenuously connected yeah but I don't really read this and think oh cross play is coming um, it, it, they're interested in cross play they want to do it there's technological barriers this particular update, I don't think drives me to say, ooh, cross-play's on the way. So, I, it could, it could, but I don't think there's a strong connection here. I think it's a weak connection. So I'm not saying you're you're misreading it. I think maybe you're reading a little too close. It's a little too close on the read. It's like, yeah, you, you, you're, you're, maybe you're picking something up here, but it could just be, you're getting static radio waves that aren't anything. So, how are we supposed to know that we need to be in the tower tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I'm telling you, the thing says tune in, you know, be like basically tomorrow at reset. It, it, how would you, where else would you go? That's where you can see the almighty. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a little obvious. They didn't say tower. I'm telling you tower. That's what I was told. You'll get an in-game notification at reset. It, it, that's where you can see the almighty. If they're going to draw your attention to the Almighty at Reset tomorrow, let me ask you a question. Where are you going to go to see the Almighty? Where? Where right now are you going to go? If I say, hey, check out the Almighty tomorrow at Reset. Um, I'm going to go to IO. No, that the only place we can see is the tower. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it literally, that's the only place you can see it, chat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mystique on Destiny. With Luke Smith stating uh, that he would like to refuel Aspiration, would you prefer to see more raids or dungeons or a larger focus on high-quality loot from activities such as high-tier strikes and endgame PvP? I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. I think they can do both. I, I, I think one raid a year, one dungeon a year is fine. I know, surprise, surprise, some Reddit-trended you know thread of like, if there's one thing one raid a year has taught me is that it's just not enough. <sighs> like, <laughs> great, here we go. Uh, let me guess. There's people in that thread supporting going back to Activision. Yes, let me beat my head against a brick wall. Um, we have seen the pattern is set. 
one big raid a year is what Bungie can do. Okay, When they had other development bandwidth, we got pretty small, pretty inconsistent raid delivery. All right, Eater of Worlds was dope, but it wasn't really a raid. It was and it was a room with a cool fight, okay? No loot. Spire of Stars. Cool mechanics. VV built it, not Bungie. VV built Spire. It's a cool fight with no loot. Crown of Sorrow. Ugh, I'm kind of torn on it. The loot sucks. Scourge. Probably one of the best boss fights ever made by Destiny. The last boss fight of Scourge is spectacular. It's so inconsistent. Like, we don't have a consistent value delivery of raids unless they're a year apart. Vogue, Kingsfall, Wrath. I don't like Leviathan, but at least it's big and substantive. Leviathan, Last Wish, Garden of Salvation. They're better, bigger, more well-rounded loot pools, and they're better and bigger, more well-rounded raids. Now, quality of the raid loot is the primary problem, okay? It's the primary problem. We need better raid loot. They're committed to doing that, okay? Asking Bungie to do... This is why I said beat my head against a brick wall. Stop wasting time, energy, and Reddit threads asking Bungie to do something they can't do. We just make better weapons, forehead. They can't do that. They've told you they can't do that. They've all but said the best we can really do is a raid a year. That's our best rhythm. Quit asking them to do stuff they can't do. It's stupid. It's a stupid waste of time. So dismissive and insulting. No, it's literally stupid. Like, go spend time penning an 18-paragraph rant about how, well, Bungie should give us 20 new maps every year and get rid of all the existing maps. Okay, they can't do that. So why waste time asking for it? It's dumb. Like, one raid a year. I'm not going off on Mystique on Destiny, by the way. I'm going off on that, that Reddit thread that I saw. It's It's just dumb. And then you want to run back into the arms of Activision because we had one glory year. We had one glory year. And even that glory year had Drifter in it, for Frick's sake. Like, well, Black Armory had Scourge, and then we Opulence had Crown, and Opulence was amazing. Like, you have one golden year out of five with Activision. That doesn't sound like a very good ratio to me. Take the five years of Destiny, measure them as a whole, and you got like one golden year, and the other four years are real weak and inconsistent. Massive droughts in D1, massive gaps, D2's launch, Osiris, like, you, it's an inconsistent, it is a super, super inconsistent track record. And people are like, well, just, just, just not enough for me. Oh, okay then. I guess take a break. I it, Now, I have continued to say, I think there are ways to get more capital out of a raid. You get you get a uh you get a raid NPC and you do things every season to reinvigorate that raid, whether it's cosmetic ornamental items, more targeted farm for the items maybe you haven't gotten yet, uh things like that. Now, I know sunsetting might grade against that, so it might need to be they may maybe be a little bit more thoughtful about that. But 
I'm I'm all in favor of giving like raiders and, 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 and dungeon lovers a little bit more, but you have to be reasonable. Continuing to ask Bungie to do something that the pattern of the game has shown you they can't do and haven't really ever done consistently is a literal waste of energy. It gets a bunch of upvotes and clicks and it's like, okay, they're not going to do that. They don't have the bandwidth for it. When they had two companies helping them, we barely got raids outside of the annual. They were small, man. They were small. They, they, they were cool, but again, the value the value was inconsistent. So, once a year, I think is a perfectly fine rhythm. I think we get better raids that way. The real focus should be on, we need way better loot. And the second part of your question... I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. I think the seasonal aspirational armor pursuit that they're talking about, the redacted engram that lets you target the seasonal guns and armor that drop, you know, in the season so you can kind of get what you want, putting things up in those more aspirational, you know, layers of the game. I am all for that. I really am. But the the community continues to drive narratives that are literally dead ends we got to get more fill in the blank and Bungie's like we literally can't do that we can't give you a raid every season it blew my mind that streamers were predicting that oh yeah we're gonna get a raid every season no we're not They're, they don't have Activision anymore what planet are you on there were people that were setting that up you know I, it's like why would you set that expectation for people it's just not gonna happen it's it. so that's that's my that's my take on it um Deej just tweeted a dark tower reference oh getting mysterious sting stang stung uh dougie fresh with three months thank you i missed that resub and then dredge and rumble with four months thank you very much uh for the resub in regards to quests, hidden activities, or seasonal content drops, is it Bungie's responsibility to set expectations for the game and the community, or should the community lower expectations? This is kind of a weird one. I think this is a two-way street. I think Bungie um, recently has done a much better job setting expectations. Um, the th- They've done a better job setting expectations, and this time around, they're just making it mysterious. Now, I also think the community runs away with things. That's why I made my video, What Sunsetting Won't Do, okay? The reason I made my video, What Sunsetting Won't Do, is because the more I read criticisms of sunsetting, the more I saw people describing their, you know, if this idea that, like, if they get a gun with the basic roll, they're going to be angry. They're, oh, this, this is that's going to be proof. That's going to be proof that, you know, sunsetting is bad. My boy is so cute. He just ran in the room and got his guys. He's like, I forgot these guys. <laughs> um, but he knows not to interrupt Q&A. He's very cute. Um, so I, I do think sometimes people do that. Like this idea that like, we're, oh, yeah, sunsetting. I, I guarantee you right now, there will be Reddit threads day one in September that are angry that they got a gun with a role that they already had before and they're going to use that as an indictment of sunsetting because they don't understand sunsetting the the telephone game of the Destiny community can be great but it can also be it can can be a self-inflicted like delusion of like oh we're going to get this we're going to get this we're going to get this and it's like Bungie never said any of that they simply didn't so 
Sunsetting is also happening because we're getting a fourth elemental affinity, and this is the easiest way to manage. Change my mind. Oh, Chevy. What the frick? <laughs> uh, DJ May 88 with 19 months. Thank you. Just June with the next question. I got a question about something I read in the TWAB. Do you think with the return of the season of opulence, intrepid ornament uh, set this coming season, we're getting a menagerie injection this summer? Um, you know, I this is good because you're basing a speculation off of something that's happening and something that's been announced. But I don't know enough to comment. It's like, okay, so that the season of opulence intrepid ornament set is coming this season. Uh, does that mean we're getting a menagerie injection this summer? I don't know. I really don't. Maybe they're doing that to set up the menagerie for September because there are certain things that are dropping out of the menagerie. Maybe. You know what I mean? Even when it's a really good prediction like this, I just have to say maybe. I honestly don't know. So. Zorian. With nothing about the end of the season in yesterday's TWAB, do you still think something will happen in-game? This question was submitted before Bungie's announcement, so if you guys haven't seen the tweet, I retweeted the tweet. Bungie has officially announced that you're going to want to be in the tower on Saturday at Reset. You will not want to miss this. It's going to be some sort of live event, um, so be there. Uh, Little Z's. Given we are coming to the end of the season, how much you evaluate the evolving year Bungie wanted to create in the expansion on Shadowkeep's story that has happened? I think it's great. I really have applauded their new uh, their new rhythm of story delivery. I thought it's I think it's been excellent. It's been far better than story beats that we've gotten in the past. It's more connected. Uh, more more stuff is happening that is related to itself. They're finally bringing the pyramid ships into the storyline. Uh, cool characters are a part of what's going on. Eris and the Drifter and whoever else is showing up. I think we're going to get another trailer today. I really do. Uh, next question. With armor sunsetting, what do you think will happen to Gambit Prime Armor? Uh, I let this question stay, even though this is like, a, what do you think they're going to do about this certain thing? Because I have addressed this. I think they're retiring the Gambit armor that has those perks. It's too unwieldy. I think they're going to go back down to a basic Gambit mode. They can maybe add a new map, replenish the loot with some new stuff, and treat it like a game mode. That was my call in the video that went live today on YouTube, the Drifter teaser trailer. There's a lot of questions circling around Gambit because we saw the Drifter. I I think they're going to treat it like a mode. Trials is going to be treated the same way. Once the Trials engine's up and running, you give it, you know, maybe one or two new maps a year and then new guns and armor every year. You do the same thing with Gambit. And my argument is very very much rooted in the fact that, like, Gambit isn't popular enough to warrant a massive overhaul and more more armor perks and cool things like that. Um, All the other hoppers in the game are staring at you saying, like, we haven't gotten jack squat. Like, main crucible... Uh, you know, Vanguard and Vanguard NPCs have gotten virtually nothing. So Gambit's not really do anything. <laughs> the main the main core activities are due uh, their comeuppance a whole lot more um, than Gambit. And Gambit's just not popular enough to warrant that kind of work and update. Just treat it like a game mode. You like it? Cool. We're rejuvenated once a year, same way we do trials, and then off to the, and then that's it. That's all they need to do. Uh, Chegs ninety three. What are your thoughts on making full weapon sets for raids, aka who cares about a raid bow? Let's make two or three weapons dope to grind for. 
it seems like you're sort of hinting at maybe going for quality over quantity, right? And I would tend to agree with you. Why bother making the Apex Predator rocket launcher? Like, what was the point? What is the point in adding a literal piece of garbage to the raid? Don't don't try and tell me it's a good weapon, okay? Don't I don't even attempt to defend some of the raid weapons they've made. There's literal trash that drop in raids, okay? So I don't want to go in this direction though. I want to say make all the weapons good. It's not hard to make the weapons good. It, it what they know how to make a weapon good. How do we make a fusion rifle good? Hmm. You should know. You made them. You built them, you know? Like, hmm, how should we make a rocket launcher good? You should know! You're the one who made the game! Like, figure it out! Like, don't trim down raids into, like, this small loot pool because, what, is it too hard to make a good fusion rifle or a rocket launcher? For frick's sake, it's your systems. It's your frickin' video game. Make good gear. It isn't difficult. It's a punt. They just make trash and throw it in raids because we need raid gear. And so it looks cool, but then it's it's awful. It, it, there's no excuse for it. There isn't. I don't, I don't get people are like, this guy's an apologist and gives them passes on all the time. No, I do not. I have literally gloves off, bare knuckle punched to the face every time raids have come out. I've been like, the raid gear sucks. I have been very hard on that. This raid, this raid gear sucks, man. What is this? Why am I playing a raid for this? I've been saying that virtually since Taken King I've been saying that I didn't say that in Wrath because the Wrath weapons were at least unique they weren't necessarily best in class I mean Chaos Dogma had its place in Crucible and the in the in the the, uh, the Deus you know, Machina or whatever it was called the sniper rifle was excellent but like I've been I've been screaming this for ye- literal years <laughs> like why am I gonna run a raid for trash <laughs> yeah the X Machina uh Quincy the third without being able to make any major changes until the fall how can Bungie add more aspiration to loot in the next season well we have one hint as to how they're doing this they took their um, they're taking the Eververse armor set out of the Eververse and they're shoving it into an aspirational activity I believe that will be the Grandmaster Nightfall it'll be one armor piece per week on the sixth week they'll do the same thing they did this season you'll be able to pick all of the, the nightfalls to maybe you didn't get a good roll on one of the well maybe you i think there's just an ornamental set so it, it probably will literally they'll just trickle it like that and then on the sixth week if you missed a week or you were traveling or something you could pick the one that you missed to get the full armor set um so that's one way that they're adding to an aspirational grind um outside of that I I don't really have an answer because I don't know what they're doing with the activities I would continue to say they're painted into a corner in year 3's format okay year 3 format it has to leave what that means is if they make a harder version of the content they can't put dope loot in there because it's going to go away and the casuals will struggle to get there if you can imagine heroic sundial landing in the last month and having a bunch of dope stuff in it well that would have been a bad value transmission to players because it had been like I, I'm not strong enough to go do that it landed at the end of the season and now it's gone that's a bad value transmission to the consumer ten dollars right i get my stuff and i can't do a significant portion of the base level content so that's true for year three so hang with me year four 
I would really want to see Bungie say, here's the activity. Let's just call it Sundial so we have something to picture in our minds. Here is Sundial. Dope. A month later, here's Heroic Sundial. Newer, better loot. Cooler stuff. Okay, neat. If the casual player takes a little while to get in there, no worries. He's not He's not rushing. He'll get there eventually. It's around for an entire year. But what about sunsetting? Casual players aren't going to be as affected by sunsetting as the hardcore player, so it works logically. Like, they're less likely to go into the upper echelon content like raids, dungeons, Grandmaster Nightfalls, and Trials, so they're more likely to be less affected by... Uh, by the uh, by the change so if that's the case then the, the the system would then work and then it would leave room for Bungie to say we are going to add a, you know a harder version of the content in the summer I don't see room for that because unfortunately whatever they add in the summer it's got to go away in September and they're painted into that like that that's a that's a limited corner that they're painted into oh man there's a bunch of dope stuff and it's too hard it's going away in a month it doesn't work it just doesn't work this seasonal format is flawed right this seasonal format is flawed now listen I defended the seasonal format being good for the game I don't defend content leaving I simply said they don't have much of a choice here but I made videos during season of dawn and said this is a very limiting system that they're in they're painted into a corner they can't truly make aspirational content or rewards because the content retires and that that's a that's a criticism and that's a that's a that's a that's a statement in a position that I've held since season of dawn and I I, I, I think I started to feel that position even more when I had to tell people that they couldn't get the Martyr's Retribution anymore. I was like, I don't like telling somebody that. I don't want to tell somebody they can't get the Martyr's Retribution. That's lame. Oh man, that's a great grenade launcher. Where'd you get it? Yeah, I'm sorry. You can't get this anymore. You know, I, I don't I don't like the way that that feels. So I am glad that like Luke Smith already has said, we don't want to do that anymore. We don't want to do the FOMO. Uh, we don't want to do the thing where, you know, stuff's coming and leaving like that. And I'm glad that they're making that change. Uh, Ashby. Will controller mapping on the alleged UI update help with the parity between PC and console and high-level activities? I have zero clue what the, if that if it will. Um, uh, where'd I go here? LTS Harry. In a cutscene, there's a visible glow under the surface of Europa. Do you think that there's a possible tie to Siva? We, d- we debated this a bunch yesterday, so I let this question stay. That is a natural occurrence on the planet of Europa. It is, it is very, very unlikely to be Siva. Dead Game Incorporated. We've been speculating about somewhere being deleted. If that were to happen, is that a good way to keep the stuff to it? Like Exotic Quest and Strikes. Oh, is there a good way? This I don't have an answer to because there, I think a lot of the times we forget, oh yeah, just delete the planet, but we forget there's strikes, there's adventures, there's exotic quests, there's an NPC, there's all those things tied to it. Um, So I don't have an answer to your question other than I think maybe it's more likely that we get the, it it may be more likely that we get the, uh, the the takenified terraforming upside down like the triangle ships are going to come and they're going to change planets 
and then the planet is then retooled it's still around but it's different and you can always go do the old stuff if you want but it would look different and behave different for the you know for everybody that's in the present then you're utilizing an in-game asset. And listen, I went on a rant about this the other day. The Destiny Cairns of Reddit are going to are gonna come unglued no matter what you do. If you delete a planet, they're going to be like, this is a slap in the face. That is something I paid money for. And even though they, they rarely go there, right? Oh, it's just a slap in the face. Well, Bungie reskins it, repurposes it, retools it. They're going to say the opposite. Well, I can't believe this lazy development. Reskinning a planet. Blech. It's like, there's literally... There's literally no course of action that Bungie can take with existing planets and activities that won't result in a Destiny Karen crying about it. It's unavoidable. And I'm glad we had that Reddit thread, and that's the the phrase I'm going to continue to use for these people. You're just a Destiny Karen. Like, you're unsatisfiable. You don't have a falsifiable position. Bungie can't do anything with the existing planets because it's either lazy development because it's a reskin, or it's a slap in the face because they delete something from the game that you quote-unquote paid for three years ago. So... I, 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 to this, I'm to the point where I feel like these people's opinion, uh, is just, is, is growing less and less relevant and it matters less and less. I'm going to change my character just in case the sun's not out anyway. So I get a brand new fresh instance, uh, next week in destiny, the new season arrives, clash and showdown come to the crucible. Tangled shore is the weekly flashpoint. Um, this is a higher view count than we had yesterday. You guys just broke the record. Yesterday we hit 4,100. We just hit 4,200. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't know why so many people are here to watch me not play the game and take questions and talk, but I appreciate you being here. Um, I, I'm, I'm freaking blown away. If you're new and haven't clicked follow yet, please click the follow button. This is what we do. Monday through Friday, it's a very discussion-oriented channel. It's like an interactive podcast. Um, it's family friendly. A lot of people are stuck at home right now. You can lurk and listen. You can work and listen. If your kiddos are around or coworkers are around, you don't got to worry about what I'm going to say. Thank you so much for being here. Again, the easiest way to support me is just to click follow, um, and turn on notifications. And now you're all gifting subs. Okay. Come on. I, I, I 17 months from ghost M Thorn with 39 Alphex, uh, gifted five, uh, B nipple gifted five, uh, Phil Pilsner Lord gifted five and Kaj gaming gifted one. Uh, and then a brand new sub, um, from Sutledge. Thank you guys so, so much. We, uh, we, we, we have a ridiculous number of subs. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I've been doing this for five years, man. I don't, I don't, I've never had this many subs. I've never had this many viewers. Um, I appreciate you putting your trust in my channel. We've turned all, we've turned so many corners, me personally in my personal life with therapy and my my marriage. I've been in therapy for two years and it's life changing. Talk to somebody if you feel the need to. Um, and we're getting buffering. Uh, we're getting buffering. I'm so sorry. Of course, it happens right now. Uh, oh no! Please stop the buffering. If my voice sounds funny, it's because we're getting buffering. I don't know what's happening. Of course, it happens right now. Uh, please stop. Please stop the buffering. Um, just keep refreshing if you have to it usually stabilizes uh, Icy with the brand new sub BX Chef with 5 gifted subs 5 gifted subs from Dark Light and Icy with the brand new sub Salty Oreo with 4 months of subs welcome back I am sorry about the buffering uh, I am so so sorry I don't know why this is happening Spectrum has been so much more reliable lately um, it's, I think we oh, we're not stabilizing either it's just really really bad um 
I'm just going to press on just in case for q and I'm just going to press on. I am so, so sorry. There's nothing I can do. Networks are being strained across America, and this sort of stuff has just been consistently happening. Um, there is literally nothing I can do but ride it out. We might have to just end. We have over 5,000 viewers. It's probably because of the buffering. The buffering is, is, is making people refresh, and it's messing with the view count. Um, 500 bits from Mookie. Uh, Ochi gifted a hundred subs to the community. Um, oh my gosh, Ochi gifted a hundred subs to the community. Check the chat. Uh, 500 bits from Mookie. Um, I might have to reset the stream. Um, uh, it's because it's because people are refreshing. Uh, uh, Cold Steel Creation with five gifted subs. Thank you very, very much. Um, I, I, I don't I don't know I, I I'm tempted to stop the stream and switch servers it's probably the server that I'm on um, it's got to be the server that I'm on we're gonna have to stop and I'll have to do a two-part Q&A um, uh, we're gonna have to stop the stream it's because it's not getting any better I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it like one more minute to see if it gets better but 100 bits from the bomb dog thank you um, uh, we've just been having such bad routing there's nothing on my computer running let me make sure that Windows Update isn't running Uh, let me make sure Windows Update didn't like turn itself on Um, oh we might be stabilizing we might be stabilizing Uh, no Windows Update's disabled Um, yes we're stabilizing we're stabilizing oh my gosh I was getting ready to shut the stream down Um, I am so so sorry chat to the people listening to the audio version later, it's just, it's, there's something going on across America. Networks are strained uh, between the pandemic and the protesting. I think networks are getting a lot of, uh, they're getting overworked and we must have gotten, we're getting routed through a, a server somewhere that was having issues. So if my voice sounds funny, you just need to change your quality. Uh, you need to change your quality if my voice sounds funny. Um, and, I am so sorry. A bunch of you had to refresh. I am sorry about that. It kind of killed the. It kind of killed the the mom the moment and the vibe. Um, so I'm not going to restart. It's stable. We're going to press on with Q and A. I appreciate you guys so so much. It's overwhelming to have like gifted subs and crazy viewership. Um, I'm going to rethink some of these. Ochi gifted a hundred subs. That's ridiculous. Cold Steel Creation with five gifted subs and Debomb Dog with a hundred bits. Thank you guys so so much. Um, whatever happened has stopped. So Lafayette with five gifted subs. Thank you. Spectrum has been cons- way more consistent than AT and T. Like we're four and a half hours in. That's the worst it's ever been on Spectrum. So uh, three months from Owen, and then uh, five months from Jason. Thank you. Um, and then five gifted subs from Furlow Wiener. Thank you. Yeah, the view count really like it got really inflated because everybody was refreshing. So we got into like the five thousand viewers. That wasn't real. That wasn't real. Um, that was just people uh, doing that. We're at fifty five hundred subs. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, holy moly. Okay, I'm just going to go to the next question. Renegade Wolf. With the prevalence of champions in the current season in the endgame content, do you think it's now time to have champion mods capable to be equipped on exotics? That's one of many things that I believe needs to happen with exotics. I think they really, really need to loosen up what we can do with the champion mods. I think if they loosen up and empower us to use them in a more free way, that would significantly help with... Um, uh, with giving them the ability to put more of them in the game you can put more champions in content if i'm more empowered to interact with them so yeah it's reset so we're gonna watch the sunrise i don't think anything's happening today because bungie indicated something's happening tomorrow at reset so 
Um, Ochi gifting 100 more subs. What are you doing, Ochi? Guys, check the chat. Ochi is ridiculously generous. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, another 100 gifted subs to the community. We I don't we may have just unlocked another um we may have just unlocked another emote. I'm actually going to check for you guys. We may have actually unlocked another one. You guys are insane. Um uh we are now uh Oh no, we're not. We we it, it dropped quite a bit because subs fall off all throughout the day. So no, we're not anywhere close again. We're we're like 300 subs away. So don't worry about that. I thought we hit it cuz he went crazy with the two 100 bombs. Um anyway, uh, next question, uh, Tuffers. What are your thoughts on them increasing the chances to get the 1K? I, it feels too little, too late. It just feels too little, too late. Prometheus, thank you for the brand new sub. Um, you know, it just feels way too little, too late. It, 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 they they should have been increasing these drop rates on these way way before now. Um, I think people had to wait way too long uh, to get to this point. So. Ochi, I don't know what to say. You've always been very, very generous to this channel, dude. You're freaking ridiculous. Thank you. Uh, Pure36 says, What impact would unlimited farming have on raids? We see the ability to farm 99% of the game activities, but not raids, uh, which an endgame like Trials, which is even farmable. Could this help or hurt raids? I have an entire video on why uh, on why I think they should let us uh, continue to farm raids. Um... I, I really, really think that they, they need to let us do that. Um, now, that that means then, that means then that they need to consider drop rates, generosity, how long it takes you to get God rolls, okay? I think Bungie's already laying groundwork to say, oh, well, the sunsetting life of the raid weapons is going to last longer. They're giving Last Wish and Garden extra time. Last Wish and Garden weapons will still get sunset. They're giving them a longer time. There's a big concern that I have here. Like, I think valid input from the PvP guys on sunsetting was like, it took me five months to get a, uh, you know, a Mindbenders that I wanted. You can't have similar patterns in raids and then sunset the stuff. It, It takes me a couple of months to get it, and then it gets sunset 10 months later or nine months later, or whatever. I think that's, that's a little bit of a, of a, of an unfair treatment of raid gear. So I'm going to continue to call for better incentivization, extending the relevancy of raids rather than just letting raids sort of die after a month. Cause people are like, I can't get what I want. Nobody wants to play. It's, there's a lot of there's a lot of sides to this blade. If they put way better loot in there, if if it's actually aspirational worthy and they want to get relevancy out of that, they can't have you getting everything you want in the first month. But at the same time, they have to consider sunsetting timing. So I it it there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts there that have to be considered. If they truly make better, you know, best in class standout loot for raids, then they they don't want you getting that in like two weeks time uh five gifted subs from Fawkeye thank you Neo Lexin do you feel that subclass balancing is necessary as of now if yes what subclasses need to be brought down to up I don't have a lot of strong opinions here but I think Bungie could easily look at unrepresented subclasses and try to come up with ways to make them more represented but I don't have any strong opinions on what they need to do specifically Smokin' Joe with five gifted subs. JD Gamer with the next question. Hey, Lona, with year four coming up, should New Light players be able to get their hands on some of the year two and maybe year three content since all the weapons will have been sunsetted by Shadowkeep? Um, I'm not really concerned about this because Bungie said they're going to be updating 
they're going to be updating the um they're going to be updating that loot pool so that sunsetting stuff's not in there. The the general loot pool is going to be, you know, combed over uh, with, with regularity. Flyers going massive right now with 100 gifted subs. Thank you so much, Flyers. I really appreciate it. You guys are just insane. Check the chat. You may have been gifted a sub. Flyers just went crazy as well. Uh, anybody who got gifted a sub, you get 45, soon to be 46 emotes and ad-free viewing. Uh, I don't think we're going to unlock 47. You guys are trying, but it, it's it's really hard to maintain those counts because um, you're constantly losing people. You know, every hour we're losing subs that are that are 30 days old. With them mentioning that the solar-only mods were supposed to stack, uh, that only solar mods were supposed to stack, should mods stack? If yes, how could they be balanced in the future? This is a little too broad for me to go down this lane. I am glad that they made changes. Uh, Guido gifted a sub in 13 months from Rainbow. Thank you. I'm glad they made changes to Powerful Friends, but I don't have a lot of strong opinions about stacking and what they could do for balance. Um, Mad Hatter gifted a sub to Beauty. Thank you. Asteroid. Do you think Eris is pushing through the pyramid shield instead of holding uh, a charge of light? It, 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 I don't know. It doesn't look like she's pushing anything. It doesn't. It looks like she's doing something that that she's getting ready to do with it. She's like summoning some kind of a power in her hand and then she's going to do something with it. I don't think she's like hitting a shield or something. Peace stabs with 100 bits. Julius Maximus gifted a sub to Nemesis and then Fawkeye gifting 10 subs. Aspect with 200 bits. You guys are nuts. Um... Deathblood. What is your take on the story rolling out through the lore books and single missions that support the single evolving world or would you prefer the story mode from year one? I have already answered this question so this is is a bit of a repeat. I like the story beats this year. I think they did a good job with it. Pier 36. Should the new redacted Ingram style be implemented into endgame activities later down the line or would it help the endgame aspiration? I'm always cautious against this. Uh, 500 bits from J Stubbles and 100 bits from the Bomb Dog and 100 bits from Boomble, uh, Boomblebee and then uh, Thing on the floor with a brand new sub. I'm cautious against this pure because I really liked Ada's frames, but but putting Ada frames everywhere is a bad idea. We don't want weapon frames literally everywhere. 10 gifted subs from Brad's Bum Bum. Thank you. You guys are insane. Um, so same idea. I don't want the redacted Ingram to basically be like a copy pasta throughout the entire game, right? You know, I skipped 34. All right, hang on. I that so that's my concern there. Um, Moroi, do you think that the significance of Drifter and Eris and a possible third character gathering on Europa and the new Dark Guardians, Eris and Drifter both have strong ties to the Dark already? We answered that yesterday. I don't think there's room in the game right now for Dark Guardians and an alternative path. I don't think the game's built for that presently. Uh, Tony Fresco, uh, guy named Aaron with three months. Tony Fresco with five gifted, uh, ten gifted subs. I uh, get the sub to Aqua, uh, Aqua Xavier from Sutledge, and then five gifted subs from hashtag Abe. So no, I don't think there's room for these um, these these dark pathways. I really don't think so. Um, so next question from. MN Hockey. After X amount of years, we're getting controller layout customization. It's hard to believe that Bungie built this alone. Could this be more hints of Xbox um, helping? This is another. This is another one I want to be very careful with. You guys know I have a bias here. I think they're working with Microsoft. I found it interesting that all the pictures of the new layout was an Xbox controller. I thought that was interesting, but then all the descriptions were PlayStation buttons. So, 
I don't know. I, I think they th- that could be a couple of things. That could be basically them making sure everybody knows there's no console exclusivity, but it could also be we don't want people to know we're working with Microsoft just yet, so we got to basically do both. We got to do the Xbox controller and we got to do the uh, and we got to do the PlayStation buttons. A new sub from Fatal Fantasy. Um, oh my gosh, Fatal Fantasy uh, with a new sub. Uh, 150 bucks from Fendu, 150 bits from Holy Knight, a new sub from Destiny, Idea Guy, Falkai gifted a sub to Egg Marbles, uh, Ricky Rebel with a with a new sub, Dad Gummit, Icy with 200 bits, Flyers, Acid Martian with 10 gifted subs, and Flyers with another 50 gifted subs and 400 bits from Fast Flex. You guys are absolutely insane. Let me check on the emote count because I, I actually want you guys to know if you if that's what you're trying to do, um, you did it. You guys did it. You unlocked another emote. <laughs> you guys unlocked another emote. Okay, that's fine. We got 47. We got two more. We got two more slots. Thank you very much uh, for the continued generosity and support of the channel. I'm trying to do Q&A here, okay? Uh, so you did it. You did it. You unlocked two emotes. I never I, I never thought this day would come. I was truly thought that was out of reach for us. Uh, beer with 100 bits. Two gifted subs from uh, Damon Maimon. Uh, um... After X amount of years, we're getting controller... Oh, I already read that one. So, yeah. Avocado Jim. In yesterday's TWAB, they said the legendary gear ornament will be available in aspirational content. Does that mean Grandmaster or raids only? I predicted Grandmaster. They haven't actually said. PVZ Bro says, Since Age of Triumph weekly featured raid is always suggested at the end of D2 and years away, how about a seasonal featured raid? I, I, I don't know if they want to do this. I think they might want to save it in their back pocket, but I could see where somebody would say, well, that would give us raid content. It could cut both ways. I think either way would be would be you know something that people would be excited about. Twilight gifting a sub and Ice Dog with 100 bits. Thank you. Fuzzy Epic Muffin with five more gifted subs. Um, Galaxy uh, says, do you think exotic weapon-tied legendaries like Dragon the Mini-Tool will be included in the normal weapon retirement? We've gotten this question before, and I do think there's probably room to say that they could um, they they could basically give those weapons a pass. They're not broken. Their perks are dependent upon an exotic. They could they could maybe give those weapons a pass. I, it, it, it's not... I'm not going to die on that hill. You know, I am not going to die on that hill. Uh, five gifted subs from Tony Fresco. Given September's expansion is most likely going to have to do with Europa, when do you think, or do you still think we will have Savathun uh, centered expansion since she's been teased ever since the beginning of D2? I have, I don't know, dupe. I don't know what they're doing now. They they even hinted at Savathun in Shadowkeep and the one strike. Like, she's still around. They've not written her out. Irish Tide gifted a sub. So, they certainly have not written her out. So we'll have to wait and see if they decide to ever do the Dreadnought. I mean, they had plans to bring back the Dreadnought. They have plans for Sabathun. I don't know if that got scrapped. Uh, I don't know. You know I'm not. I'm, I'm really, really not sure um, what their plan is with her. I hope she comes back. You know, I hope she comes back. Um, let me just pause for just a second and say, I, I, 
I'm kind of running out of ways to talk about this. I'd never, I've never had a sub count this high. I've never had a view count this high. I don't know what's going on. I know that we've been working on this format for years. I've been streaming for five years, and I've been trying to do my absolute best just to give a dope place for people to hang out and have conversations. If you like the vibe here and you're loving what's going on, this is what we do all the time. It's an interactive podcast. It's family-friendly. You can keep me on in the background. All I ask for people to do is push the follow button. That supports me that's free uh, and then you can come back Monday through Friday and enjoy the shows and the conversations we're right on the cusp of new content so thank you so much uh, for everything four months from uh, Body Shot and Super Jew with a brand new sub and Green Peng- uh, Penguin with a brand new sub by the way when you get a new sub we now have 47 emotes and you get ad free viewing as well so we're about to get two more emotes because you guys are insane and then you also get ad free viewing uh, thank you Brock for gifting us up to I'm Capo that's a 12-month badge for Capo. Next question. Um, sorry, babe. King Kari, uh, with the trend and the leaks that we would be getting strikes in the fall, as far as uh, the reform and the effort to increase to increase player enjoyment, my wife's being nuts, to increase player enjoyment, what would you... Stop, babe. What would you say are some of the progressive changes for strikes? I wouldn't... Would, stop it! <laughs> um, she's like pouting as she leaves. She's laughing. Um, uh, I think more with, I, I've continued to say more with champions and modifiers, uh, more with champions and modifiers is, uh, is the best way to do it. So more champions, more modifiers, more ways to customize my build week to week to keep things fresh. And that is the exact same size. It's not any bigger. Sorry, everybody. Not bigger. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Um, Fawkeye with 10 gifted subs and one to Battalion as well. And uh, Rykot or Ryot or Ry- Rykot um, with another, uh, with a brand new sub. Thank you so much. So we'll make sure and do our daily tweet. Um, not, not any bigger. Whoops. Not any bigger. Tomorrow though. Right? Tomorrow, though. Eyeballs. Not any bigger. Tomorrow, though. There we go. Okay. Next question. From Ace of Shades. Uh. Oh. With the Antius nerf coming, it seems like exotic armor has either been so powerful it doesn't feel like a choice or so weak that they sit in the vault. How can Bungie create, how can Banjo, how can Bungie create a more unique, viable, exotic sandbox without causing armor creep? This is just too big of a question for me to adequately answer. My, my hope would be that they could reach into existing exotics to try to help them and always try to create exotics that, you know, do something unique or powerful without breaking the game. It's just, it's a really, really hard dance to, 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 for them to, to pull off. If it's exotic and truly stand out, it's got to do something pretty phenomenal. Uh, ten more gifted subs from Mediocre Thor. Thank you. Mock Top. After almost a year from the move to Steam, do you think this was the best move for Bungie? I still think a move to Epic would have been better. At this point, I don't even know anymore because they could go into the Microsoft Store and really embrace the Play Anywhere uh, with anyone X Cloud Game Pass bundle thing like Microsoft's got a lot of appeal there um, so I could see them to go with you know Microsoft now that wouldn't mean console exclusivity or or platform exclusives anything um, 
Why are there fireworks in the tower? Did somebody do something? Is that does that happen when people do things? Why are there fireworks? Oh, they did the white ball. Oh, when they do the purple ball, there's fireworks. Okay. I've actually never gone I've never looked at the sky and seen that before. <laughs> I was like, what the frick is happening? We're celebrating a little early, aren't we? Uh, that's my question. That's my answer about going to Epic or Steam. Uh, scumbag with 500 bits. Animus with 1500 bits. Thank you. Um, can we see some tears? It has to happen on its own. I'm not like going to force myself to cry because you guys went crazy with subs and viewership. Like, it has to happen on its own. You know, I can't just force it. What do you feel about going into the season blind? This has already been sort of asked. I like this marketing because they can do the info dump on Tuesday. Uh, with the change on exotic raid drops, do you think that Bungie should do uh, with raid exotic drops with the current change being standard or should they lean more toward exotic quests like the Divinity? I have continued to say they could do... We don't need any more questions, by the way. Um, we don't need uh, any more questions right now. I've continued to say that for the first month, its chance to drop is pretty standard. But after a month, if you've been raiding every week and you hit like 12 raids, a quest opens up. Something is like a backstop to protect people. It's still really exciting in that first month. Ooh, you might get it. Ooh, you might get it. But then a quest opens up after a month for the people for you know for the people that don't uh have it yet but again it needs to be like it needs to require them to have run the raid you know you have to have run it 12 times and if you've run it 12 times end of the month boom a quest opens up for you you know uh gaming gaming fro life first what do you think that the reason fusions are so lackluster in pve personally i hope we get a viable fusion besides loaded question I don't really have a strong answer here. I think the biggest problem with fusions is that when you go to use them, the enemies that you use them on and the range that they're effective at, it's honestly the charge rate is what it comes down to. Um, Captains and knights spin out of the way. Minotaurs teleport. So you end up missing a lot of the times because you're like, and you let go and they teleport. I mean, how many times have you whiffed your fusion like two or three times in a row on a teleporting minotaur? Um, so I think some of it's just the close quarters combat in this game. I don't think it's, I really don't think it's that good. Um, so they've got to think through that. I think cooldowns on enemy teleporting and enemy abilities need to be looked at. Minotaurs literally teleporting eight times in a row, I think is stupid. Um, I, I really, really do think they need to change that. And I think that would help. Now, beyond the combat, I think the weapons themselves probably just haven't gotten anything they've just not really gotten any good treatment the perks aren't really that great they're not that appealing you know if it's a really really slow charge time who wants to do that there needs to be something done with the with the the mechanics of the archetypes themselves as well as perks you gotta attack it from both ends consider close quarters combat adjustments and ability cooldowns on enemies but also consider making some of the guns just better like better perks better archetype decisions about you know charge time and and all of that uh, as a controller main on PC, are you looking forward to the unlimited variation of buttons? Any specific keybinds you plan to change? I mean, I don't know if they would let me do this. I need to look at the look at the menus, you know, that they outlined. I hate when I'm running a, an elemental primary and I switch from my heavy to my shotgun and I go to just start shooting my primary and I go clunk clunk clunk, you know. So, I 
I like the idea, but I don't know if I'm even going to be able to do that. Am I going to be able to adjust my button loadout so that I can do that? I can just tap Y and go right from heavy to um, to my primary. Probably not. Uh, Benjamin Photo, what is your philosophy or mantra on vault for vault clearing? Uh, cleaning uh, with capped power now, feeling lost and like a hoarder, staring at dim and wondering where I should go. I basically ask a couple of questions. Have I ever used it? No. Okay. Will I ever use it? If it's a if it's a strong maybe, I keep it. If it's a uh, probably not, I just delete it. You have to get to a point where you're like, yeah, I've just I've never touched this and probably never will. That's usually how I approach it. I think I think we're going to do heavy pruning in September. I think you're going to really really prune your loot pool in September. You're just going to delete stuff. We did that with Armor 2.0. We deleted a whole year's worth of armor just like that. You know? Amprov. Would Destiny benefit from campaign structure similar to what they had made in Halo 3? With mission modifiers and scoring metal tracking, having each mission similar to the strike formats. Okay, would Destiny benefit from a campaign structure similar to what they had in Halo 3? I'm not familiar enough to answer your question. I'm sorry. That's that's not one I really have a good answer to. 16 months from LaFrance and 10 months uh, for ArfDog, B-Nipple taking care of ArfDog and Fawkeye with 10 more gifted subs. Thank you. With Nightfall ordeals being the main focus, do they remove the original Nightfall? What is the point of the old Nightfalls? For targeted farming, for Nightfall specifics, uh, that's mainly what they're for right now. Kaj Gaming. Uh, how would you feel if season 11's main piece of content is a menagerie style replayable arena with different encounters but mainly with whoever the main enemy of the season will be I'm fine with this I'm fine with this I think people have really really overstated that like they better not do just you know more menagerie style content listen a good content loop doesn't need to be insanely innovative every single time it doesn't Uh, thank you for gifting the sub to zero uh, Fawkeye it doesn't need to be insanely innovative. It just needs to be good. Like, after a week, it's you, you're familiar with it and it's boring anyway. Like, not boring, but you know what I'm saying? Like, after a week, you're super familiar with it anyway. So, like, I think we need to stop with this idea that, you know, every three months, Bungie needs to completely reinvent the PvE content loop. Like, no. Make dope gear, dope weapons, new activity that we haven't done before. Go run it, you know? no season trailer the one yesterday didn't land until almost what two hours after reset so we still could get a trailer today the one yesterday did not land at reset we almost have 6,000 subs what are you guys doing little big JP do you think that the stranger will return because Dylan said soon and the no time to explain description has a single word etched on it but with it says soon listen people are you can't be right about this. <laughs> Even if you're right and the stranger comes back, you're not right about this. Okay? I will fight you on this. I will fight you to the end. The, soon is a is a is an internet colloquialism. They say this all the time. Soon, soon, soon. The weeks leading to a stream and a reveal. Soon. Th- this is this has nothing to do with the stranger's rifle. Okay? Nothing. And every time they said soon in the past, were they talking about the stranger's rifle? You know? No. No, they were not. So I know I listen. I know Stranger got leaked as a rumor, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's it's about her. It's about her." The only reason you're saying that is because of the leak. You're not saying that because it's logical. <laughs> you're saying that because of leaks and rumors from 4chan. Okay, <laughs> so I don't think so. Dream AC. Uh, so far, every spring season has been lackluster. Do you think they need to fix the quality of the spring seasons, and how? 
this to me, I, I don't necessarily know if I want to say, no, it's fine, Bungie. Every spring can suck. Um, I think I'm more comfortable saying every spring can maybe be a little light or a little weak depending upon bandwidth rhythm and player engagement numbers. But I never want to be like, no, yeah, it's fine. Let's. I can't wait for another stinker in spring of 2021. Um, I, I'm kind of in the middle on it. Like, I understand that sometimes some seasons will be lighter than others, but I'm never going to be like, no, yeah, it's totally fine. Keep sucking it up every 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 spring. You know, holy moly, that ship's enormous because my FOV is so small. <laughs> um, next question from Tone Bone: Do you think recoveries are ruining trials? I'm not answering this question. I hate that debate. People overstate the, the impact of recoveries to the point of absurdity uh, people are angry about trials and I think they go down a really unhelpful dialogue and I think streamers and people with platforms need to quit need to quit pushing that envelope blame blame the true culprit in the room Bungie failed to deliver a good trials experience stop blaming streamers and recoveries you're throwing your voice away do you think Bungie should only do three seasons instead of four I get this question all the time to me are you going to slice the pizza into 8 slices or 12 slices? It's the same amount of content. It's the same amount of content. So, you know, I, I don't know if we're suddenly going to net a bunch more content because they splice it up differently. It's it, To me, it just seems like there's a certain amount of content they can make, and because of that, th- th- this is what we're going to get. If suddenly Worthy was attached... If, if, if it was uh, always hydrate before the game, they did a Trials of Osiris tweet. So Destiny just did a Trials of Osiris tweet. So it's not anything about uh, a tra- trailer or anything. Um, so I, I continue to shoot this down. If, if, Worthy, if Worthy would have been absorbed into Dawn, it wouldn't have changed much. It's, it's, the same, it, it's, the same, it's the same amount of content. You're just changing how it's delivered and how much it costs. You're getting the same stuff. It's Keijo. Would you enjoy Bungie reseeding places like Shattered Throne, Pit of Heresy, and the new content in new zones, similar to the Xenophase Wishender using pre-existing awesome zones? Yes. Do you think that adding random stats rolls to a weapon is a good idea? Yes. What are your thoughts on returning Destiny and 1 Exotics? I don't have opinions on those. New content comes down uh, to budget for Bungie. If they were to say, bring out two raids a year with additional content, if people can donate money for it, no, listen, you can't do this. You can't be like, hey, um, do you guys want to pay extra money so we, you can fund the... We don't need a GoFundMe for raids, okay? That's not the answer. I'm sorry. A GoFundMe for raids would just become a meme and it would get mocked. Um, Zexivro. Would you leave Destiny if the fall expansion isn't good? I that's I'm not answering questions like that. It's subjective. They've they've done they've had plenty of missteps, but I've stuck with the game because I still like it. Can Bungie replace the game engine without a new game? These are just this, this is just rapid fire yes or no questions. Since tomorrow the Almighty is going to get destroyed, do you think it'll be a live event or a mission? I believe it will be a live event. Do you think that, assuming there are more character teasers, that they release one each day? That's been our the- that's been our prediction. I don't know if it's going to literally be like seven people and it's like the Avengers assembling. I think there's probably one more that'll be a surprise that I think we get today is like, a, oh my gosh, and then tomorrow's the live event. Maybe Monday, the day before. Maybe they make us wait. Maybe they do the t- maybe they do the final one on Monday. Step it up a level. Any chance the new area could expand and get bigger over time or could include special missions like on the Dreaming City? This is one of those, do you think they're going to do this thing in the future? I, I can't answer you. I don't work for Bungie. 
How do you feel Bungie would delete old content like year one raids and strikes every year to do new stuff? We've already talked about them deleting stuff and how people are probably not going to really want them to do that. So I could see them repurposing or reskinning, not deleting. That's more likely in my mind. Is there a place for exotic armor catalysts? No, I don't think so. I think exotic armor catalysts exotic armor right now is either really strong or irrelevant make the ones that are irrelevant strong we don't need to do anything to the ones that are that are ridiculous so great q a right around two hours appreciate you guys so so much i'm gonna keep on streaming i have i'm gonna read through the twab with you i'm gonna read through the updates and do my official 10 minute video so don't go anywhere if you want to hear that info maybe you haven't heard it yet uh if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always come into say no to rage.com and as always please like share and subscribe and if you're here live click follow